Welcome to Books in the Freezer, a podcast dedicated to the deliciously disturbing world of horror fiction. I'm Stephanie, and get that to read list ready because I'm about to add some titles that you need to check out that are coming out within the next few months. There are some books coming out that were already mentioned in the other new releases episode I did in January. Things like Adam Caesar's Clown in a Cornfield and Paul Tremblay's Survivor Song. Do you still need to check those out? Absolutely. I'm going to leave the links for them in the show notes, but I have already mentioned them. So if you would like to hear more about them, you can check out that new releases episode. I'll be sure to link that in as well. This episode is brought to you by Macmillan Audio. Macmillan Audio presents The Shadows, the haunting new audiobook from Alex North, the best-selling author of The Whisper Man. You knew a teenager like Charlie Crabtree. A dark imagination, a sinister smile, always on the outside of the group. Some part of you suspected he might be capable of doing something awful. 25 years ago, Crabtree did just that, committing a murder so shocking it became famous, inspiring more than one copycat. But the most unsettling part, after committing the murder, Charlie Crabtree was never seen again. Stranger Things meets Stephen King's The Outsider in Alex North's poignant and terrifying supernatural thriller about the sacrifices parents make for their children. Download The Shadows by Alex North wherever audiobooks are sold. And thank you for supporting the show. So I'm going to be going through these chronologically, and as always, you can find all the pre-order links in the show notes for this episode. First up is The Living Dead by Daniel Krauss. This is coming out August 6th from Tor. It begins with one body. A pair of medical examiners find themselves facing a dead man who won't stay dead. It spreads quickly. In a Midwestern trailer park, an African-American teenage girl and a Muslim immigrant battle newly risen friends and family. On a U.S. aircraft carrier, a fanatic preaches the gospel of a new religion of death. At a cable news station, a surviving anchor keeps not knowing if anyone is watching while his undead colleagues try to devour him. In D.C., an autistic federal employee charts the outbreak, preserving data for a future that may never come. Everywhere, people are being targeted by both the living and the dead. We think we know how this story ends. We are wrong. So I had Daniel Krauss on the podcast a few months ago, and we got to talk about this book, The Living Dead, which is a posthumous collaboration with the late George Romero, and it is a giant epic story. So if you want to hear more about what he had to say, I would definitely check that episode out. Of course, I will link it in the show notes. Also mentioned on that episode, he has an upcoming middle grade graphic novel series that's coming out, the start of one called They Threw Us Away. And this is the start of the Teddy's Saga book. And it's kind of like a dark... I think he described it as like Toy Story meets Lord of the Flies. So if you are looking for middle grade books, definitely check that out as well. So that is They Threw Us Away and The Living Dead, both by Daniel Krauss. On August 10th, we have a novella, Crossroads by Laurel Hightower. 
how far would you go to bring back someone you love? When Chris's son dies in a tragic car crash, her world is devastated. The walls of grief close in on Chris's life until, one day, a small cut on her finger changes everything. A drop of blood falls from Chris's hand onto her son's roadside memorial. And later that night, Chris thinks she sees his ghost outside her window. Only, is it really her son's ghost? Or is it something else? Something evil? Soon, Chris is playing a dangerous game with forces beyond her control in a bid to see her son Trey alive once again. This sounds really good. Laurel Hightower is someone I've been meaning to read. I wanted to read her novel, uh, Whispers on the Dark, that's on my TBR. And of course, this made it immediately on there as well. So that is Crossroads by Laurel Hightower. On August 18th, we have The Haunted by Bentley Little. Julian and Claire Perry and their two children, Megan and James, have made the move to a bigger, nicer home in their city's historic district. But something isn't right. The neighbors seem reluctant to visit, and Claire can't shake the feeling that someone is watching her. Megan receives increasingly menacing and obscene texts, and James is having terrible dreams. No wonder, considering what he's seen in the corner of the basement, staring at him and shuffling closer ever so slowly. It's a pity no one warns them about the house. Now it's too late, because the darkness at the bottom of the stairs is rising. Well, well, we know how I feel about unsuspecting family moves into house that may be haunted stories. So this is totally up my alley and I will be checking it out. That is The Haunted by Bentley Little. On August 18th, we also have Children of the Fang and Other Genealogies by John Langan. And this is coming out from Word Horde. And of course, John Langan, who is the author of the Bram Stoker award-winning novel, The Fisherman. And this is a book of short stories, including things like an aspiring actress goes to an audition with a mysterious director. An editor receives the last manuscript of his murdered friend. A young lawyer learns the terrible connection between her grandfather and an ancient race of creatures. A bodyguard drives her employer across a frozen road toward an immense hole in the earth. In these stories and others, John Langan maps the branches off his literary family tree, tracing his connections to the writers whose dark fictions have inspired his own. There are so many good John Langan short story collections, and I am certain this one is going to be up there as well. And let me tell you, if you haven't already read The Fisherman, 100% you need to check that out and put that on your TBR. It is like dark, cosmic, literary greatness. Love Word Horde. I really liked the cover on this. So check that out when you're adding that to your TBR. This is Children of the Fang and Other Genealogies by John Langan. Now on to September... We have on September 1st, The Residence by Andrew Piper. The year is 1853. President-elect Franklin Pierce is traveling with his family to Washington, D.C. when tragedy strikes. In an instant, their train runs off the rails, violently flinging passengers about the cabin. But when the great iron machine finally comes to rest, the only casualty is the president-elect's beloved son, Benny which casts Franklin's presidency in a pall of sorrow and grief. 
As Franklin moves into the White House, he begins to notice that something bizarre is happening. Strange sounds coming from the walls and ceiling, creepy voices that seem to echo out of time itself, and visions of spirits crushed under the weight of American history. But when First Lady Jane Pierce brings in the most noted spiritualist of the day, the Fox Sisters, for a seance, the barrier between this world and the next is torn asunder. Something horrible comes through and takes up residence alongside Franklin and Jane in the walls of the very mansion itself. Only by overcoming their grief and confronting their darkest secrets can Jane and Franklin hope to rid themselves, and America, from the entity that seeks to make the White House its permanent home. Okay, there's a lot of things I am liking here. First of all, we got some historical fiction. Two, this is going to send me down a Wikipedia rabbit hole. Not that I think that the White House was probably haunted during the Pierce administration. Of course, I got to see if there are any parallels, if there were tragedies within the Pierce family. And I love a good gothic, like spiritualist seance story. So that looks good. So yeah, Alexa, add that to the cart, please. That is The Residence by Andrew Piper. Also, on September 1st, we have a novella by noted podcast favorite Stephen Graham Jones, and that is Night of the Mannequins. I have already talked about how much I loved this novella. So Stephen Graham Jones returns with Night of the Mannequins, a contemporary horror story where a teen prank goes very wrong and all hell breaks loose. Is there a supernatural cause? A psychopath on the loose? Or both? That is basically all that can be said plot-wise about the story, but it's a total blast. Also, big fan of pranks, gone wrong horror. Do I have that maybe lined up for a future episode? It's possible. But yeah, this is a novella. It's a quick read because you're going to be sucked in and not able to put this down. This was it's so much fun and it balances the fun with emotion uh it's just so good and if you want to dm me when you're done reading this and talk about how awesome it is i'm open to that so that is night of the mannequins by stephen graham jones also on september 1st we have the house that fell from the sky by patrick delaney when 29-year-old Scarlett Vantasol comes to the conclusion that her life doesn't resemble any of the things she actually wanted for herself, she drops out of school and moves back home, attempting to reconnect with the people she left behind. But a shadow falls over her return one early October morning, when a sinister house miraculously appears in the center of the sky, sparking a media frenzy that attracts attention nationwide. Soon after, the newspapers label it the house that fell from the sky. Scarlett's childhood friend Hannah becomes obsessed with the idea that the house holds the key to discovering whether there really is life after death. Undeterred by her friend's numerous warnings, Hannah becomes increasingly consumed with the desire to enter the house, convinced it would allow her to reconnect with her recently deceased mother. Despite a series of escalating events suggesting that the house may be more dangerous than anyone ever thought possible, a privately owned company seizes control of the property and hosts a lottery to lure the city's residents, promising the winners a large cash reward if they dare to enter the house. 
To Scarlet's horror, Hannah uses her vast wealth to secure a spot among the winners to gain access to the house. Now it's up to Scarlet, her older brother, Tommy, and her friend Jackson to face their fears and journey into a place where nothing is ever quite as it seems, and to decide if they can help a friend in need, or if Hannah is truly lost. Okay, so I am liking this because this is playing with a lot of things. We've got a mysterious house that shows up out of nowhere. And I am very curious to see where the supernatural things go, like what it is inside the house. I don't know. I, I This has piqued my curiosity. Like, I, I have to know what happens. What's in there? I got to know. Okay, for sure. This one was already on my TBR. Uh, so... I will be checking this out. That is The House That Fell From the Sky by Patrick Delaney. All right. On September 5th, we have Yellow Jessamine by Caitlin Starling. This is a novella. Shipping magnate Evelyn Pardanu controls the dying city of Delphinium with trade deals and secrets. But when mysterious sickness sparks death and obsession, all leading back to her, Evelyn's brittle existence is strained to breaking. She retreats to her estate amidst paranoia and poisonous secrets, intent on rooting out this plague before it destroys everything she has built. Uh, so like I said, this is a novella. I think it comes in at like 160-something pages. Uh, and if you didn't know, this is the Caitlin Starling who wrote the, I think, Bram Stoker-nominated novel The Luminous Dead, which was really good. Yeah, I finished reading this and let me tell you, quite a time to read a book about a, a plague overtaking a city. But this was good. I recommend it if you do like kind of those claustrophobic stories where the characters are being closed in on and feeling a lot of paranoia. So that is Yellow Jessamine by Caitlin Starling. The Ghost Tree by Christina Henry. This is going to be coming out September 7th. When people go missing in the sleepy town of Smith's Hollow, the only clue to their fate comes when a teenager starts having terrifying visions in a chilling horror novel from the national best-selling author, Christina Henry. When the bodies of two girls are found torn apart in the town of Smith's Hollow, Lauren is surprised, but she also expects that the police won't find the killer. After all, the year before, her father's body was found with his heart missing. And since then, everyone has moved on. Even her best friend, Miranda, has become more interested in boys than in spending time at the old ghost tree the way they used to when they were kids. So when Lauren has a vision of a monster dragging the remains of the girls through the woods, she knows she can't just do nothing. Not like the rest of the town. But as she draws closer to answers, she realizes that the foundation of her seemingly normal town might be rotten at the center. And if nobody else stands for the missing, she will. Oh, I am loving the sound of that. I love Christina Henry. I think I've mentioned her on the podcast on our, I think it was fairy tale episode. She does, I would say before this, she's most well known for her kind of dark retellings. Like she did like a dark Peter Pan retelling. I think it's called Hook. And then she has a series, kind of like a dark Alice in Wonderland retelling. And that was the book that I mentioned on the fairy tale horror episode. So this, it looks like it is young adult horror, but also like a bit of like, it's got kind of like a creepy town thing going on 
jotting that one down. That is The Ghost Tree by Christina Henry. On September 8th, we have The Raven by Jonathan Jans. This will be coming out from Flame Tree Press. Fearing that mankind is heading toward nuclear extinction, a group of geneticists unleash a plot to save the world. They've discovered that mythological creatures, such as werewolves, vampires, witches, and satyrs, were once real, and that these monstrous genetic strands are still present in human DNA. These radical scientists unleash the bestial side of human beings that have been dormant for eons. And within months, most people are dead, and bloodthirsty creatures rule the Earth. Despite the fact that Des McLean has no special powers, he is determined to atone for the lives he couldn't save, and to save the woman he loves. But how long can a man survive in a world full of monsters? That is an excellent question. Also, seems that some scientists did not watch Jurassic Park and did not take away the main component of that franchise. So as I have mentioned many times, Jonathan Jans is one of my favorite horror authors. So I am really excited to see how all of this plays out in a world kind of playing with all of these different mythological creatures and kind of a modern timeline. It sounds very interesting. So that is The Raven by Jonathan Jans. On September 20th, we have The Loop by Jeremy Robert Johnson. Stranger Things meets World War Z in this heart-racing conspiracy thriller as a lonely young woman teams up with a group of fellow outcasts to survive the night in a town overcome by a science experiment gone wrong. Turner Falls is a small tourist town nestled in the hills of western Oregon, the kind of town where you escape to for vacation. When an inexplicable outbreak rapidly develops, this idyllic town becomes the epicenter of an epidemic of violence as the teenage children of several executives from the local biotech firm become ill and aggressively murderous. Suddenly, the town is on edge and Lucy and her friends must do everything it takes just to fight through the night. Ooh, well, you had me at Stranger Things meets World War Z. But also, this plot sounds so much fun. Uh, I know when I did the What We're Reading in Quarantine episode, Cami talked about this. So I have had this on my TBR since she had mentioned it, and I cannot wait for this to come out. That is The Loop by Jeremy Robert Johnson. Then from Flame Tree Press, we have Misfits by Hunter Shea. During the height of 90s grunge era, five high school friends living on the fringe are driven to the breaking point. When one of their friends is brutally raped by a drunk townie, they decide to take matters into their own hands. Deep in the woods of Millbury, Connecticut, there lives the legend of the Melonheads, a race of creatures that shun human interaction and prey on those who dare to wander down Dracula Drive. Maybe this night, one band of misfits can help the other, or maybe some legends are meant to be feared for a reason. Let me tell you, as I was reading that <laughs> synopsis just now, it did not go where I thought that would go. I don't know about you. Obvious trigger warnings mentioned just in the synopsis. So one, loving the 90s nostalgia that we have now doesn't make me feel old in the least. It's fine. This sounds wild. So keep your eye out for that. That'll be coming out September 8th from Flame Tree Press, and that is Misfits by Hunter Shea. 
Now we are in October. We have an anthology after Sundown, edited by Mark Morris. This will be coming out October 5th from Flame Tree Press. This new anthology contains 20 original horror stories, 16 of which have been commissioned from some of the top names in the genre, and four of which have been selected from the hundreds of stories sent to Flame Tree during a two-week open submissions window. It is the first of what will hopefully become an annual non-themed horror anthology of entirely original stories, showcasing the very best short fiction that the genre has to offer. So I currently have a digital copy of this on my Kindle that I'm making my way through. And the first three stories, I will say, are very good. This is a non-themed anthology. So yeah, none of these have anything really connecting them together. Uh, But I will say, so far, solid anthology. And that is After Sundown, edited by Mark Morris. Coming out October 6th, we have Silence in the Shadows by Darcy Coates. This is a Black Winter novel. The USA Today bestseller and rising queen of atmospheric horror in print for the first time. The world continues to change. Each passing day twists it further and pushes the surviving humans closer to the brink of extinction. But for the first time, there is hope. Claire and Doran set their sight backs on Winterborn Hall. It's a daunting journey, but vital. Humanity needs more refuges. Safe areas where food can be grown without attracting the attention of the Hollow Ones. Winterborn promises to provide that, but their home is no longer a sanctuary. It has become a trap. By the time they realize just how dangerous it is, the door has slammed behind them, and their fight for survival is far from over. So Darcy Coates has been mentioned quite a few times in the podcast. I will say most recently uh, by Liz Sauer when we did the ghost horror episode. I didn't know she was going to be in print for the first time. So check that out. That'll be coming out October 6th. That is Silence in the Shadows by Darcy Coates. Also coming out October 6th is The Hollow Places by T. Kingfisher. Pray they are hungry. Kara finds the words in the mysterious bunker that she's discovered behind a hole in the wall of her uncle's house. Freshly divorced and living back at home, Kara now becomes obsessed with these cryptic words and starts exploring this peculiar area, only to discover that it holds portals to countless alternate realities. But these places are haunted by creatures that seem to hear thoughts. And the more one fears them, the stronger they become. With her distinctive, delightfully fresh and subversive prose and the strange, sinister wonder found in Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth, The Hollow Places is another compelling, white-knuckled horror novel that you won't be able to put down. What do we do when we find strange portals in the house that we are staying? If horror novels have taught us anything, we leave them alone. So many of you have told me that I need to read the twisted ones. So now I have two T. Kingfisher novels that apparently I need to get to. This one is The Hollow Place, and it'll be coming out on October 6th. Also on October 6th, we have We Hear Voices by Evie Green. This is from Berkeley Publishing. Kids have imaginary friends. Rachel knows this. 
So when her young son Billy miraculously recovers from a horrible flu that has proven fatal for many, she thinks nothing of Delphi, his new invisible friend. After all, her family is healthy, and that's all that matters. But soon, Adelphi is telling Billy what to do, and the boy is acting up and lashing out in ways he's never done before. As Delphi's influence is growing stronger and more sinister by the day, and rising tensions threaten to tear Rachel's family apart, she clings to one purpose, to protect her child at any cost, even from themselves. We Hear Voices is a gripping, near-future horror novel that tests the fragility of family and the terrifying gray area between fear and love. Oof. So, horror novel lesson 46. Uh, We need to really ask our children about their imaginary friends. So like I said, this will be coming out October 6th. That is We Hear Voices by Evie Green. On October 13th, we have a novella from Tor.com. This is Ring Shout by P. Jelly Clark. In America, demons wear white hoods. In 1915, the birth of a nation cast a spell across America, swelling the clan's ranks and drinking deep from the darkest thoughts of white folk. All across the nation they ride, spreading fear and violence among the vulnerable. They plan to bring hell to earth but even clue cluxes can die. Standing in their way is Maurice Bourdreau and her fellow resistance fighters, a foul-mouthed sharpshooter and a Harlem hellfighter. Armed with blade, bullet, and bomb, they hunt their hunters and send the clan's demons straight to hell. But something awful's brewing in Macon, and the war on hell is about to heat up. Can Maurice stop the clan before it ends the world? This one was really good. It's got a great cast of characters, and I really love the premise that the viewings of A Birth of a Nation are kind of brainwashing people and breeding more of these like clue cluxes, which in this story are more supernatural, which I really like, kind of white supremacy as this supernatural evil and this group of people that are fighting them. So definitely check that out. That will be coming out October 13th from Tor.com, and that is Ring Shout, and also love the cover. On October 20th, we have Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. This is coming out from William Morrow. The favorite meets the haunting of Hill House in this highly imaginative and original highbrow horror comedy centered around a cursed New England boarding school for girls, a wickedly whimsical celebration of the art of storytelling, sapphic love, and the rebellious female spirit, and the highly anticipated adult debut from the award-winning author of The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Our story begins in 1902 at the Brookhance School for Girls. Flo and Clara, two impressionable students, are obsessed with each other, and with a daring young writer named Mary McLean author of a scandalous, best-selling memoir that transforms these acolytes into bold rebels. To show their devotion to Mary, the girls establish their own private club and call it the Plain Bad Heroine Society. They meet in secret in a nearby apple orchard, a seeming paradise, the setting of their wildest happiness, and ultimately of their macabre deaths. This is where their bodies are later discovered, a copy of Mary's book splayed beside them, 
the victims of a swarm of stinging, angry yellow jackets. Less than five years later, the school for girls closes its doors forever, but not before three more people mysteriously die on the property, each in a most troubling manner. Over a century later, the now abandoned and crumbling Brookhance is back in the news when wonderkind writer Merritt Emmons publishes a breakout book celebrating the queer feminist history surrounding the haunted and cursed Gilded Age institution. Her bestseller inspires a controversial horror film adaptation starring celebrity actor and lesbian it girl Harper Harper, playing the ill-fated heroine Flo, opposite B-list actress and former child star Audrey Wells as Clara. But as Brookhands opens its gates once again, and our three modern heroines arrive on set to begin filming, past and present become grimly entangled or perhaps just grimly exploited, and soon it's impossible to tell where the curse leaves off and Hollywood begins. A story within a story within a story, and featuring black and white period illustrations, Plain Bad Heroines is a devilishly haunting modern masterwork of metafiction that manages to combine the ghostly sensibility of Sarah Waters with the dark imagination of Marisha Pessel and the sharp humor and incisive social commentary of Curtis Settenfeld into one laugh-out-loud, funny, spellbinding, and wonderfully luxuriant read. Um, all I can say is yes, please. There is so much here I'm liking, I don't even know where to start. Just yes to this, like, queer, feminist, meta horror comedy, and also the favorite means haunting of Hill House is yes please absolutely add that one to your list that is plain bad heroines by emily m danforth into november we have secret santa a horror for the holidays novel by andrew schaefer this will be coming out november 10th from quirk books from new york times best-selling author of hope never dies the office meets the shining in this horror comedy about a holiday gift exchange gone wrong set at a publishing house in the 80s after half a decade editing some of the biggest names in horror lucy meyer joins prestigious blackwood patterson to kickstart their new horror imprint her new co-workers seem less than thrilled Ever since the illustrious Xavier Blackwood died and his party boy son took over, things have been changing around the office. When Lucy receives a creepy gnome doll as part of the company's annual holiday gift exchange, it verifies what she's long suspected. Her co-workers think she's a joke. No one there takes her seriously, even if she's the one whose books are keeping the company afloat. What happens after the doll's arrival is no joke. With no explanation, Lucy's co-workers begin to drop like flies. A heart attack here, a food poisoning there. One of her authors and closest friends, the fabulous but a bit underrated Fabian Nightingale, sees the telltale signs of supernatural forces at play, stemming from the gnome sitting quietly on Lucy's shelf. The only question is, does Lucy want to stop it from working its magic? Because I mean... I need this in my life, like, now, if that is possible. Oh, man, this sounds like so much fun. Oh, my gosh, there is so much here. And yeah, I, I need this. I haven't seen a cover for this yet, but it is coming out from Quirk, so I am expecting that it will be glorious as soon as it is released. So you're telling me you've got horror comedy, corporate satire, evil dolls, and the 80s. 
Uh, so check that one out. That'll be coming out November 10th from Cork Books. And that is Secret Santa, a horror for the holidays novel. Finishing up with December because that is how months work. We have The Blade Between by Sam J. Miller. This will be coming out December 1st from HarperCollins. From Nebula Award winner Sam J. Miller comes a frightening and uncanny ghost story about a rapidly changing city in upstate New York and the mysterious forces that threaten it. Ronan Zapesi promised himself he'd never return to Hudson. The sleepy upstate town was no place for a restless gay photographer, but his father is ill and New York City's distractions have become too much for him. He hopes that a quick visit will help him recharge. Ronan reconnects with two friends from high school, Dom, his first love, and Dom's wife, Atala. The three former misfits mourn what their town has become. Overrun by gentrifiers and corporate interests, with friends and neighbors getting evicted en masse and a mayoral election coming up, Ronan and Atala craft a plan to rattle the newcomers and expose their true motives. But in doing so, they unleash something far more serious and uncontainable. Hudson has a rich, proud history, and it turns out the real estate developers aren't the only forces threatening its well-being. The spirits undergirding this once thriving industrial town are enraged. Ronan's hijinks have overlapped with a bubbling of hate and violence among friends and neighbors, and everything is spiraling out of control. Ronan must summon the very best of himself to shed his own demons and save the city he once loathed. This sounds very good. Kind of a, a horror take on gentrification. I am very interested to read this. So yeah, I will be checking this out. That is The Blade Between by Sam J. Miller. And that is all I have for you today, folks. Thank you for joining me in this solo episode and make me feel like I was not actually just talking to myself this whole time. Anyway, talk to me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and let me know which book you are most excited about. Can't wait to hear from you. Books in the Freezer is a bi-weekly podcast. We post episodes every other Tuesday. You can find us on Twitter at BooksFraserPod, on Instagram at BooksInTheFreezer, or Facebook.com slash BooksInTheFreezer. You can send us an email at BooksInTheFreezer at gmail.com. Show notes for this episode and all previous episodes are at BooksInTheFreezer.com. You can also find us on Patreon under, of course, Books in the Freezer. I'm Stephanie. You can find me on Twitter at Lady underscore Ganya. That's L-A-D-Y underscore G-A-G-N-O-N on Instagram as That's What She Read. That's with two A's. And on YouTube as That's What She Read. Join us next time for Books in the Freezer. (laughs) Thank you.